Well, it's that time of year again. Projects are in full swing, and you know what that means. you got to make that trip up to Jacob's Supply. Whether you're a contractor or builder, or you're checking those things off the to-do list around the house, now is the time to visit Jacob's Supply. Guys, listen to some of the crazy good deals they have going on right now. PVC decking for $2.99 a linear foot in 10 different colors. Composite decking for $2.35 a linear foot in two colors. Treated decking for $0.65 a linear foot. Duralife composite rail kits available in select colors starting at $64.99. And don't forget the vinyl rail kits also available in stock. Need the fasteners? They have those too. Hidden or visible? Clips or screws. Jacob Supply is located in Temperance, Michigan, but ships many products nationally too. So whether you're in-state or out-of-state, they're just a click or call away. Check them out at www.jacobsupply.com or call them at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978 or click the link in the description of this episode. Jacob Supply, your one-stop shop for products you need at prices you love. Hey guys, you got to join us at the Thank God for Bitcoin 2024 conference in Rocket Town, Nashville, July 24th and 25th. Last year was phenomenal and this year is going to be even better. G.K. Chesterton once said, I never discuss anything else except politics and religion. There is nothing else to discuss. Given how secular our current world is, this might sound strange. We can think of many things that don't initially seem political, but whether we recognize it or not, religion and politics define the playing surface and rules that govern our lives and actions. And money is one of the most powerful tools in enacting the wills of both government and God. Although we all use it, few Christians have a rich, biblically grounded, historically informed framework through which to understand what money is, and consequently the effect it necessarily has on how we think about economic issues. Well, that won't fly at this conference. We're talking stewardship, dominion, and the economics of glory with some of the biggest names around. Speakers include Michael Foster, C.R. Wiley, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Glenn Sunshine, Nate Fisher, Jordan Bush, and many, many more. You won't want to miss this lineup. This is one of the most intellectually powerful theologically sound, and all-around good time conferences you can go to this summer. So go to www.tgfb.com, that's Thank God for Bitcoin, www.tgfb.com, and get your tickets today, or click on the link in the description of this episode. See you there, guys. Christians, are you tired of just talking about starting a parallel economy and not doing anything about it? The Workspace Conference is the catalyst you've been waiting for. Join us this June 28th and 29th at the Hilton in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Engage with leading Christian thinkers like David Bonson, C.R. Wiley, Steve Jeffrey, David Reese, and Andrew Krapyshevs. They'll share invaluable insights on how to actively integrate your faith with your professional life in ways that really matter. These leaders are not just thinkers, but doers, shaping a Christian approach to business that makes a real impact. This event is more than speeches. It's a vibrant networking hub for Christian professionals and entrepreneurs eager to create substantial change. It's an opportunity to forge meaningful connections, explore new business opportunities, and collaborate in a faith-driven environment. Don't miss the highlight of our networking opportunities, the exclusive speakers dinner. This is a premier event where you can dine with our speakers and other influential guests, deepening relationships and discussing ideas in an intimate setting. We are also actively seeking partners who are passionate about building a Christian economy. If you're interested in collaborating or sponsoring, we'd love to hear from you. And make sure you join us for Beer and Psalms for some relaxed fellowship and let's turn our faith into action together. So reserve your spot now at www.worksbase.com That's worksbase.com or click the link in the description of this episode and be part of building a dynamic Christian professional community. Let's move beyond talk, fellas, and start creating the change we want to see. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between 
Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. We appreciate you coming along for the ride. We appreciate you guys checking out dmwpodcast.com, checking out the merch, support, supporting the show. It always helps. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Jacob Supply, 7555 Lewis Avenue, quality building products at wholesale pricing right here in Temperance, Michigan. He is a brother in the Lord. We absolutely love him. And you should definitely check him out. What he does is he buys all the wholesale stuff, passes on the savings to you, appliances, roofing, decking, all that kind of cool stuff. Even if you're listening in Ohio, uh, Indiana, parts of northern Michigan, drive on down, check it out. It's worth the drive. Also, Reform Sage, Nick, the owner of ReformSage.com, friend of ours, has all kinds of cool stuff, snark t-shirts coasters hats he also owns reformedroasters.com so if you have a coffee itch go check that out support both of those guys cool now that we got the business out of the way we have mr paul peroni in studio today how are you doing paul doing good don't you just love jacob's supply i do yeah, you're, i you're, love jacob he's a I, great guy you know it's funny uh he's a sponsor of the show and i just saw one of your ads come out with jacob talking about yeah. kind of how you came alongside of him and helped him with that business, that booming business he's got going over there. Oh, I'll never forget uh, showing up at his uh, house where he had the biggest garage sale on earth. <laughs> okay. And that's how they did it for years. They just had tarps and there was windows and doors under tarps. And you go to this tarp section and have, you know what I mean? Showers yeah. and... T- in a yeah. residential area. In a residential area. And, uh, you know, I got that call. Hey, you know, this guy's got semis coming down this road because we were about to stick 450000 into the road. Right. So we go over there and we're like, hey, you, you can't have semis going down this road. Because, I mean, you figure loads of trucks with tile and all. They're heavy sure. loads. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, instead of saying, hey, you're shut down, red tape, get out of here. Yeah, fine, yeah, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? We said, hey, let's work together. Let's team up. Let's partner up. Let's get you a home here in Bedford and and see you thrive. And, yeah. and boy, he has. Yeah, he's He's exploded. Really uh, he's got a great business model of of helping people, and he has truly been a blessing to this community yeah. and to so many people. For sure. So many people. So Yeah, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So uh, Paul Peroni, supervisor, uh, Bedford Township, largest community in Monroe County. He's a friend of mine for quite a few years. Um, went to church with him for many years as well, too. Mm-hmm. He's a brother in the Lord. And now running for state representative, uh, which is quite the... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun, right? I mean, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's, insane. Left, it's, it's insane. insane, right? Uh, definitely different than local because, you know, yeah. I wasn't prepared for a lot that comes with running for state level, you know, yeah. um, the endorsement surveys. Sure. Unbelievable. How many endorsement surveys come to your, you know, yeah. mailbox. And it's like, it's overwhelming because a lot of these things you don't know about or don't really understand, you right. know, so it's a learning curve as well. And they're looking for particular answers on like one or two subjects to get an endorsement. Oh yeah, That's what people don't realize. You, you could be very well suited for a certain endorsement. If you give a wrong answer on one thing that they don't maybe particularly align with or the people who fund those. Oh yeah align with they'll just go ahead no we don't want to endorse you yeah so so it's been interesting but it's been really good you know we've been working hard um all the money i've raised has been local um you know from a lot of my past supporters and people that uh love me here in bedford and support me and yeah uh, my family's working hard my son's knocked over 3500 doors you'll see him on his (laughs) one wheel cruising around yeah my wife and kids yeah they're they're working hard um we've we've done a lot you know 
So we're yeah, prepared. I would, but I would also mention for the listeners too. Probably the most important endorsement that I like to see is that you're the only candidate with a pro life right to life endorsement. Yes, yeah, so I am the only candidate endorsed yeah. by Right to Life of Michigan Pack. They're yeah. very specific about what they are. So <laughs> Right <laughs> to Life of Michigan Pack. Yeah, um, I'm passionate about the the unborn. Um, yeah. I think uh, you know we're going to be perse- persecuted for it. You know, yeah. and I have oh, been sure. for putting my views out there and and what I'm about. But it's okay. Yeah. You know, I'd rather, uh, like you've said, you know, be yourself, be who you are. And uh, yeah. if people want to vote you in for that, great. If they don't, you know what I mean? It is yeah. what it is. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So, uh, so full disclosure. So we've been friends for a few years now. Uh, geez, probably going back six, seven years. And we had known some people uh, mutually that we didn't we kind of knew way back and didn't know that they knew each other. But one of the things that really attracted me to you when I first met you was the whole reason I ran for County commissioner. When I came down here is I went to my current County commissioner and had some issues and he just kind of went, "Eh, it's not my problem. And Mm -hmm. I went, well, you're not doing your job. I'll just take your job then and I'll get it fixed. Mm -hmm. Like that's just kind of how my attitude is. Right. And when I met you, uh, and I talked to, look, I worked in Lansing and I ran campaigns and all that stuff. And a lot of elected officials and politicians just try to figure out who they can pass it off to instead of let me help you and I'll figure it out. Now, sometimes you have to give it yeah. to a different department or different municipality or whatever it is. But uh, when I met you, it was just like, yeah, let's get it done. Let's figure it out. Like that was mm-hmm. always your attitude. And it was so refreshing in local government to find someone who went, oh, no, I'll figure it out for you. I remember when you first got elected too, you had that Rolodex of 200 cards and you just flip through it. Okay, this guy can solve this problem. It's like mm-hmm. that... Uh, like the uh, Henry Ford, right? He said, I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. I just had, he just had a big switchboard with a yeah. button. Who can I call that can help me with this problem? Yeah. And I remember in our, in our first year, your first year and my first year as county commissioner, yours as supervisor, I mean, it was just like, I'd call you up and go, yeah, let's figure out how to get it done. Let's go get a half million dollar grant for downtown. Let's go mm-hmm. figure out how to uh, snow plow the roads. Let's figure out how to put in a roundabout or let's go figure out how to fix this road or whatever it is. And it's like, there's very few people in local state or federal government that have that kind of energy to want to help their community. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are there for title, for notoriety, for pay, for mm-hmm. the free meals, whatever it is. And you're going, no, I just want to help my community. And it shows, I think, because you've been doing it, what, 14, I think, years now between yeah, 14 Park Board years. and Park Board, four years, trustee, four years, second term supervisor and my you know, yeah. second term, second four year term. So it's, uh, it's very rewarding. You know, I, when I first got in, uh, there was a drain issue off one of the dirt roads. And they laughed at me when I told them I I could get that done for them, or at least try hard. <laughs> and 30 days later, we had their whole drain issue fixed that was flooding like five houses. Wow. It had been 20 years. Wow. Well, that's three, what I'm talking about, Three or about, four right? supervisors that they try to get it done through. Um, it's all about uh, working with other municipalities, other people in local government to be able to work together to get a job done. I remember being a trustee and I'd sit at our meetings and uh, one of our full-time elected officials would constantly bash the road commission. And I just thought... They probably hate us. Right. So my whole mindset was when I got in is partner with everyone. Yeah. Who ca- everyone. Let's partner. And we've, we've done that, you know, with, even with plowing subdivisions, yeah. they ain't me doing it. You know, although you and I did go plow some neighborhoods one night. <laughs> right. That was it, fun. It's, uh, it's the community. Yeah. You know, people laughed when I said I could budget 10,000 and get our roads plowed 127 neighborhoods, but I've got people, uh, every single year for 15 bucks an hour that yeah. have jobs that make 
hundred yeah. grand a year that go plow roads because they love the community. Because they love the community and they want to see a good thing happen. And they're 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 excited because they're like the guy that's like getting the calls, looking Facebook to the roads that wasn't done. They're like, right. they're the you know. So it's it's just about making people feel wanted, feel like they're part of the team. Because right. I mean, everything that happens in the community doesn't happen from Paul Peroni. Yeah, it just it happens from you know leaders that want to put put the effort together and and get good volunteers. It's just like the library. We put 750 feet of six foot wide sidewalk from the junior high to the library for 600 bucks. That's unheard of. You can't of. do that. Yeah. That was because I, tens of I, I partnered of with the community. I partnered with local labor unions for their apprenticeships and we were able to get it done, you know, and that all came from Hunter Gandhi that was going down Jackman road uh, in his wheelchair right. to get to the library. You know, yeah. I'm like, Wow. You know, I got a call, and so we made it happen in a few months. Yeah. That kind of attitude, I think, might serve you well up in Lansing, where you'll be working with 110 other representatives from both sides of the aisle. You'll have bills come before you that'll be dealing with community issues across the state. Well, that's what I tell people. I'm going to take everything I've done in Bedford, because I'm the only one with a proven track record that, you know, has been in government and has a proven track record of getting things done. Getting things done, yeah. Because you take a gamble when you, you elected a politician. Sure. You take a gamble. Yeah, you really do. With me, I have that proven track record of getting things done. So you take less of a gamble (laughs) with me. (laughs) Right. Um, But I'm going to take that same thought mentality to Lansing. Treat treat local government like it's your own home. Yeah. The buildings, everything we have with it. It's easy to spend your tax dollars. It's difficult to be creative and and really, you know, work with other people. Uh, people and organizations to get a job done for 600 bucks. That's difficult. Well, that's funny you say that because you mentioned the snow plowing thing. And I went, is people really going to snow plow for $15 an hour? I called a buddy who's in Toledo. He said, you, you want to do this? He goes, dude, I don't st- step in my truck for under 75 bucks an hour. That's minimum 75. Well, he said that was friend, that's, that's friend price. That's a good price. <laughs> and I'm going, Paul's got guys over here for, and they're all, you know, and they're, they're all professional and they do it. And it's like, but you have, when you make those relationships and, 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 those, and you spin it as like, Hey, you're part of the community. We, we need your help. People will usually step up and help. Oh, they will. And there's all kinds of people that are looking for things to do and get involved. And let me, you know, they're not perfect. They right. take out people's grass sometimes and sprinkler heads and mailbox. <laughs> I mean, they've done all that. You know, well, we, we clean it up, we fix it. Yeah. But you know, you know, we're getting something <laughs> done. 127 neighborhoods in seven hours. That's, that's pretty insane. Going from four, three, four days than what we'd be waiting on the road commission because no fault of theirs, you know, they got the primary local road system to take care of. Yeah. And, but they don't have the highways anymore, which yeah. is, which is great. So, so this is your second time on the podcast. I think you came on, geez, it had to be over a year ago, maybe yeah. a year and a half ago. So for everyone listening and all the new listeners, tell them a little bit about yourself. Give us a little two minute bio, what you're about. You're married. I know you got kids, but mm-hmm. I won't spoil it. Go ahead and give us the lowdown. So before um, politics, I was an iron worker for 20 years. I'm, okay. you know, I was the guy up on the building connecting the steel and the so, guy on the bridge decks laying the steel. So 20% sociopath, right? <laughs> As they say for iron workers. And, yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, so I was a construction worker and very involved in my, my union. I was a apprenticeship coordinator. Um, but it was interesting being a Republican right, working, right. working directly for the union, you know, uh, but it worked out, you know, I was yeah. able to work with other, with other people, you know, on the different side of the aisle and still be able to get things done. Um, but yeah, I have five kids. Um, I've been married to my awesome wife, Stephanie, for 15, going on 16 years in another couple of weeks. We'll have our anniversary. Cool. Um, very involved in my local church, um, you know, commander for the Royal Rangers. And I'm, in, I'm uh, one of the leaders at our youth group. 
I'm a chaplain at the local YMCA, just involved in my community. Um, try to try to do as much extra stuff as I can. Um, I love to fish. I love to hunt. Love to go camping. Yeah. You know, with my, bu- my buddies. <laughs> right. We're not just friends. You know, you, people say, hey, I'm friends with so-and-so. Greg and I, we hang out. Right. You know, we're, yeah. we're more than just, you yeah. know. We, we do have fun camping, and you we yeah. love your kids, too, man. Yeah, so we uh, have a Because you got time. five, right? Got you five got, kids, yeah. Five kids. Uh, and you know what's it's fun is uh, we both homeschool, too, so we know both the challenges of that. Yeah. We know the rewards of that. Right? Well, in today's day and age, I'm glad we are. <laughs> right. You know, you hear all the stories yeah. of the bu- the bullying and, and I'm not saying all public schools are bad or anything's, you know, whatever, but yeah. some of the stuff that's being taught, yeah. you know, I, I knock doors, thousands of doors. Yeah. People are, people are tired of it. Yeah. People are tired of uh, stuff being shoved down their kids' throats that doesn't need to be. Right. Yeah. Not really having any recourse you know, or, yeah. A nine-year-old really comes right. home from school or, or, you know, I heard somebody in my office today walked in and was telling me they that their kids in a private school and they came home and said to their parents that they're asexual now. Jeez. At nine years old. Yeah. What are these? You know what I mean? Yeah. That stuff should not be being taught to our kids in yeah. schools. It's getting, you know, it's getting pretty crazy too, because like I've heard stories where certain schools you go to, not just public schools, but schools in general, uh, like you go into a school district and the kids are like, okay, you have to pick one. Are you bi? Are you trans? Are you gay? And like, if you pick straight, they they like make oh you're just straight they like make fun of you they ridicule you remember back in the day when you had to I mean gosh dang when we would have sex education we were sophomores I know right you know and we had to have yeah. sign consent forms from our parents yeah what are the what are the, what the heck's going on right where did we get away from that yeah it wasn't you that know kids kids coming home from school and their you know parents are like huh right well, you know what I mean so yeah. I'm thankful that we are you know what yeah. I mean it's uh. It's been such a blessing. It's a lot of work, you know, yeah. for, for our wives. Um, you know, when you have no downtime, you're yeah. with your kids constantly. That is true. You know, and you, so you don't get extra time clean. So you got to be creative with your kids, you know, yeah. pick it, pick a day. Cause I, I call Friday this is the clean day. And each one of the kids has their chores and they're getting old enough now to where they could kind of help out and the house gets cleaned, you know, right. so it's, uh, but wow, yeah, your house good. gets cleaned once a week, once a week, uh, every Friday, that'd be nice. Everybody has their chores. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this, because this is something I think we might share. So you're you're a full time supervisor and you're you're in the office, but you're at home sometimes and you're you know what I mean? You might go home on lunch because you're here in the area and I'm here because I do real estate. Do you ever find it difficult that your kids don't know when you're working versus when it's like home time? Like, I mean, you, you could be home at lunch and you're getting calls still from people and they, they want to go, oh, dad's home for an hour, half hour. I want to play with them. You're like, oh, no, I'm working. I get that all the time. My poor kids, I have to like go, oh, no, I'm not just on my phone looking at social media. I'm I'm working, so I try to come out here to the office or something. That's kind of tough, too, because you're always around them as a homeschool dad. Yeah. Uh, you, you know? When I get home, I, I try to turn it off. Yeah. You know, um, unless it's something important or, or, you know, attorney calling or, you know, I mean, I, I try to give them that time. And it's difficult, you know, especially in today when we're all attached to our phones. Yeah. But if I can encourage anybody, get unattached from your stupid phone. Right. Put it down. You know, stop letting it take over because it's easy for that to take over. Oh, sure. You know, your family time, your home time, your kids are noticing. My kids notice. Oh, mine do too. Too much. And that's when they start acting out and they're like, why is it acting out? Well, because they're not getting any attention they they used to get from you. Yeah. You know, because your face is stuck in a device. Yeah. You know, I would say, you know, uh, before I come home or before, uh, and I'm not perfect at it. You know, you try to finish your business, yeah. walk in the door with a mindset of, Hey, I'm, I'm here for you guys now. 
Because right. if you're not, if you're still in work mode, go back outside. Right. Because they don't want the halfway. The half dad. dad. Yeah. You know, they no, want the true. full dad. They want all your attention. And if you can't give it to them, go outside and finish your work. Then and come then back shut in. it off and come in. No, you know, it's because good. it's it's getting bad for a lot of families. Yeah. You know, to where you can't turn it off. You know, yeah. you got the phone constantly. Just, oh, Facebook, flip, flip, flip. Yeah. You know, schedule times, maybe at night where you look through it or, or in the morning. Or I know if it's your job. Shut your phone off and leave it in your car. Be be take take big action if you want to see big results. You know, a lot of people are, you know, wonder why their kids are struggling in areas. Well, get involved. Yeah. You know, get involved in what they're doing in their lives. You know, yeah. so I've I've always said uh you can tell, you know, people say, Oh, it's the private schools, it's the public schools, charter, homeschool, oh, it's society, it's this. You show me a child who had two parents in the home that were involved in their education in their life, those those now adults are doing okay. Well, it's just like church when the parents are saying, oh my gosh, my kid's not learning anything in church. It's not their job to, to learn your kids about Christ. And yeah, yeah you, right. You know, they go there, they the get, primary. you know, we need to help with that. We need to get involved. Right. We need to be the, the leader and, you know, make sure they're getting, you know, fed what they need to get fed. And you know what I mean? So right. it's like, we can't put all the onus on the school system or the church or the, right. you know, we have to be, we have to be partners in we that. Have to be parents. Yeah. So let's shift gears. So what is your kind of government philosophy overview? Like if, if, if uh, someone's listening, they're in your district, which we haven't talked where the district's at, but I'll make sure I link everything up to, or you can mention it uh, where it's at. But um, so what's, what's your general overview? Um, I mean, we, kn- we know you're conservative, Republican, you're a uh, man of faith, right? So like, but generally speaking, you go, you get elected, you go to Lansing. What's kind of your general philosophy when it comes to that? <sighs> Work hard. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Be who you are. You know, don't don't campaign on a bunch of stuff that's not really you, right? Because a lot a lot of people do that. Almost everyone does. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, you know, when I was interviewing for uh, one of my endorsements, I just said, you know, when I when I'm done with Lansing, they're like, well, what do you want to walk with it, away with? And I said, my integrity, right? You know, I don't know everything about what goes on in Lansing, right? No one does. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to really get things done. I have a good idea. I know what I've done to get things done here. Yeah. Um, but to treat it like we, we treat, like I said, our, our own home to, to, to be the normal voice. People are tired of the whack jobs right. representing us. Yeah. You know what I mean? You watch yeah. the news and it's like, well, who the heck is that? Yeah. What the heck are they talking about? Be normal. Right. You know, the majority of people want normal things taught in their schools, math, reading, right. Writing, the right, yeah. history. You know, we don't want, uh, yeah. let us teach our kids about, you know, yeah. critical race what, theory, what yeah, sex we, education, you know, and- just transitioning and all that. Yeah. You know, uh, we need government, but we need less. Right. We don't need Limited, to have, yeah. you know, uh, things in every, you know, our fingers and everything. It's like, you know, I get, I get why things are in place for certain things. And you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but we definitely can do better. Right. You know what I mean? Our roads were a mess when I was a trustee. Yeah. You know what you do? You figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Look at the wasteful spending that yeah. happens. Okay. We figured out a way to cut back. You know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars at Township Hall poured it into our roads. Yeah, for for ten years straight, we have some of the best roads in the county. We, I mean, we, we didn't we do, tax. We do have the we best didn't roads do millages when I when I was trustee. That was the thing they wanted to do. The board. Oh, just throw they out another to, tax. No, they wanted to sit, charge each homeowner seventy five dollars. And I said, before you do that, and I'm not totally opposed to that, but before you do that, let's show good faith and spend the money we have sitting in our bank account. Right. First, 
Okay, be good with the money we have, yeah. and then if we're like, hey, we're out of money, we've done everything we do, we need we need more to do, get this done, then go to them. Well, guess what? We cut where we needed to cut, and we didn't cut on services, and we were able to get all the roads fixed. Yeah, it's not it's not rocket science. It's just about working hard, thinking outside the box, and you know what I mean. Yeah, and it was it, funny because we had uh, oh who I can't uh, I think his name was Earl, and uh, he I, can't, I don't can't remember his last name, but he was the head of the Michigan uh, Housing and Urban Development, and he came down here for something for the road, and he comes and he comes walking up, and oh I'm Greg, the county commissioner, this is state rep, I think it was Jason at the time, uh, we know Jason Shepard, and he goes. Man, you guys got some good roads. As soon as I hit Bedford Township, it was just mm-hmm. like smooth sailing. Yeah, and uh, this was like uh, right after you had started that initiative, and we were getting those roads paved. And I and then I've had two other people say that guys from Tamacog said the same thing when I was down at General Assembly a few weeks, a few months ago. Uh, Man, you guys got some good roads coming over the state line there because we're very close to Toledo here. For those listening, Toledo, Ohio. And I just went, it, people do notice mm-hmm. when you do the right thing. I mean, could you imagine if you would have went to everyone and say, yeah, we want another hundred bucks or 75 bucks. And, and then you got five million. And you got five million sitting and then they go, what? No plans on anything for it. Well, it would probably would have got voted down and then everyone would have been discouraged. Oh, they don't want new. And you came in and said, well, no, let's figure out creative well, ways to the, do this. The biggest thing is, is once you fix them, you have to maintain them. Right. A lot of people fix them. They'll stick a million bucks in a row. Then they walk away from it for 10 years. And guess what? It's already filled with potholes. You have to crack seal it. You have to micro micro seal it. You have to chip seal it. You have to do the things to maintain it. Yeah. And if you keep up on them, they last a lot, lot longer. So that's the kind of stuff that I get excited about. When, if you get into Lansing is when you have certain bills come in, you will see, oh, we have to do this or that or, or budget stuff, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have 500 lines of 500 lines of budget in each under each under those lines headings, you have another couple hundred lines. I mean, it's a couple thousand lines of budget. You can look at road funding and have an idea, right, well, of like I how told, it's that's done. What I told you people, could, yeah. you know, how could you go represent us in Lansing if you've never represented us locally? Yeah, or don't There's even know how. There's so right? much to understand and to learn locally. Yeah, and that's the advantage I have over my opponent. His yeah. zero local government experience. You know, yeah. I could see if I was a state representative for fifty years, and it's oh my gosh, you got we got this, you know. Uh, career politician. No, I've, I was park board trustee supervisor. Yeah. I'm working my way to where I, which I think you should do that yeah. because I can represent you a lot better having that local government experience in Lansing. Cause I could be sitting there and understand, Oh yes, we can do this. Oh, we could fund this. Oh, I know Stearns road needs a turn lane or Smith road needs a turn, you know, how to, right. or, Hey, we lose business in Toledo because we don't have the, the good incentive programs. Cause I've watched this company go. Yeah. You know, or, or just understanding how budgeting works at the local level, how revenue sharing works with the state and federal, how grants work. Like that was a learning curve for me at the county level of going, oh, I have to do these steps to apply for a grant, get a grant, only certain grants in yeah. areas. And then, oh, I, I only get 12% of my revenue back out of the 13% I give to the federal government because the state takes a yeah. bit, right? You understand all that because you have to deal with the budget every year. Someone who doesn't understand that, they could be spending six, eight months, a year of that first two-year term going, I, I don't, I, I need people to help me here. So then yeah. have you really elected that person to represent you or have you elected the people that are telling them what to yeah. do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of people don't know. We only keep one and a half percent of your taxes. The rest goes to the state. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's what we work with, you know. Well, and you then the state, state would look, yeah, but the state's going to look at you and go, "Hey, we only keep X amount, and the rest goes to the feds." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it just so it goes up. Everyone gets a what's their beak all the yeah. way up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. But no, I I 
I think it's it's time we we have people that are willing because I stood up to the good old boy system in Bedford Township. Yeah, you know, and that's why I, I have some people that don't like me here. Yeah, I'm but willing if, to put myself out there and stand up and do the right thing, whether people like I, know, I was never in this to get reelected. I don't yeah. need this job, right? Okay, I can right, go, go back, back to iron working yeah. tomorrow and make more money. So I'm doing this <laughs> right. because I really love it. Yeah, I enjoy it. You know, and um, I didn't give up my 30 year, 30 and out retirement. You know, for nothing. It's like right. I have a passion, and and I know um, that if I go to Lansing, I won't be one of the guys that just lays down to the to the to everybody in the right. system. I'll stand up and stand out of the crowd. Yeah, no, it's, it's we well, need more people like that. We do need more people like that. And here's the thing. Uh, Ever since the Roe v. Wade, and then we have some other stuff coming down the line with the Supreme Court, the 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 rights of the states, they're, they're returning rights to the states. As they should. As they should. So people like you- makes a mess out of it. <laughs> they do. So people like you are going to become that much more important. You're going to mm-hmm. have more power at the state level, which I think constitutionally it should be, right? Like essentially we set it up to where the governor's our little president. You guys are Congress, you know, legislature and both chambers. And then we elect our representatives. And I think it's just going to be in the next – like this This race is so important for people across every state, obviously yours as well too here in Michigan, because state legislatures are going to become extremely important over the next four, six, eight, ten years as the Supreme Court rightly returns yeah. power to those states. And guess what? You're much more reachable than sometimes my federal congressman. Well, I'm the only as, person as that probably rep. gets out his cell phone number. <laughs> on every business card I give out, right. which has been 10,000, yeah. I have myself personal cell number on there. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. Not many people call me. Yeah. Oh, I would say, yeah. But, but, but uh, you know, yeah. I'm very available. Yeah. You know, I'm on Facebook and you can shoot me a message and, and I return stuff. It's been difficult now running some of the people that are sending me all these emails about, you know what I mean? Different things. It's, it's difficult to return them all, but it's yeah. um, because I'm you know, campaigning and stuff and trying to get elected, but um, you know, I'm very available. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Covenant Real Estate. And why not? It's my podcast and my real estate company. But seriously, I've absolutely enjoyed helping clients buy, sell, and invest in real estate over the last 12 years. My brokerage serves clients in Michigan and Ohio with more states coming soon. When I started this brokerage, I wanted to ensure that my expertise and knowledge would serve every one of my clients. I take my fiduciary responsibility to my clients very seriously. That's why I named it Covenant Real Estate. Not only is a covenant a contract in the legal sense, but it's also a solemn promise from myself to each of my clients. I will do my absolute best to serve you. It's also pretty cool that our name has some theological implications as well, which is a great conversation starter. And here's the best part. My agents and I have extensive experience in helping people buy and sell residential homes, buy and sell commercial properties, as well as investing in real estate and selling and purchasing recreational and vacant land. Covenant Real Estate can help you with all of your real estate needs, and I would love the opportunity to earn your business. So if you have real estate needs in Michigan or Ohio, call me at 734-731-GREG. That's 734-731-GREG. Or click on the link in the description of this podcast episode you're listening to right now. Remember, Covenant Real Estate. Confidence from contract to close. So 
So let me ask you this question before we get into our last segment and wrap this up. Um, is Has there been anything you've seen at the local level where you go, if, if I get elected to Lansing, I would like to attack that problem or fix that or there's an issue? Or is there anything near and dear to your heart to where you go, when I get to Lansing, I really think I could contribute by writing this bill, eliminating that bill, tweaking this? Is there anything specifically if if uh, voters are listening well, right, right now? away, the 1931 dog law. Yeah. It says if somebody's livestock is injured in Bedford <laughs> Township, a local government, mm-hmm. then the township supervisor oversees the case in court. <laughs> oh, did that happen to you? It's multiple times. Really? So, and it's ridiculous. It should not come to the township. It should go to the law enforcement. Right. Period. Yeah, because they do animal control. And animal control. Else here okay. Yeah. So it, it's it's something the township gets wrapped up in. And um, you know. so wait a minute. If a if a dog or something uh, attacks another an- any animal or like no. cattle, livestock. So any type of livestock. Chickens. Is it like a hearing pigs, they have to have or a what? Hearing. Is it? it go through no court. Way. It costs the township a bunch of money. You know, it's it's crazy the way it's, it's probably so that would be back. That, the- yeah. That's just one of them. You know, there's right. a lot of goofy stuff like that that are old and inundated that I know about because I deal with it. Right. That's the you difference could, you, when you, you could, do local government, you learn these things. You could clean them up and you get them clean off up the some books of those and, things. Um, incentives. We have to be better with incentives to keep business here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to really be you know, better at that. Especially I've as a borderline community. Go. Borderline community. We, we see it. Close to Ohio. Yeah. You know, um, you know, cause a lot of our, our, uh, businesses have Toledo employees. Right. You know what I mean? It's probably 60% sometimes. Yeah. Because um, yeah. they just come in off, you know. The grant system has to be better from MDOT. You yeah, know, you for use the roads. The, you use yeah. the grant system from MDOT for tap grants, whatever it is. It costs me more money to, at the uh, end of the day. If I hire, and you can't hire local people unless they're certified through MDOT. Most people aren't. Right. You know, uh, the setups for it, you know, it's got to be small business, old minority, minority contract. The contractor that we got for our, our other project, I won't name their name, it's terrible. Right. They were out of town. They're not going to care like my local people. Right. So that's got to be cleaned up. So, yeah, give, give you some know, we need to give it to the, to the locals. Let, it, let us get the grant. Let us use the, the local contractors and the people we know and trust yeah. that care about their work when they're done. The people right. that did it, they don't care. They're gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Man, so, you sound fired up about this. Well, I do get, I love, I love this stuff. I, you know what I mean? And that's why I get fired up because yeah. I've, I've seen the difficulties of it. Yeah. A lot of minutiae um, can get lost in there. You know, in yeah. roads, we, we, you know, we're what, $400 billion underfunded in Michigan. Come on. Yeah. You know, we've got to figure out ways, um, to be yeah. better with our road system. My grandma died on Erie road, hitting a pothole. Wow. That was big as this flipping table. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that can't happen. Right. We've got to be better about that. No, I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, um, you know, there's just a few things, um, yeah. you know, but cool. Well, I'll tell you what, let's shift gears here. Uh, I didn't tell you we were going to do this, but we do this with a couple of guests. It's called fresh 10. We ask you 10 random questions, personal questions, fun ones. You can answer off the top of your head so people can get to know you a little bit more. You want to stick around and play it? Sure. Let's do it. All right, here's Fresh 10 with Paul Peroni. Question number one, who's a figure in history you look up to or that inspires you? Uh, Let's go with the historical figure outside of Christ, since we're both believers here. I think that's a that'd be a go-to. So okay. who's, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a president or a philosopher or, uh, I don't know, a sports athlete? It's always fun to ask someone this. Hmm. He's really thinking about it. There's no wrong answer. Maybe Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, you're the second person to to on this show to, to I love his that. story. Yeah. You know? I love the history okay. of him. All right. Uh question number two, what do you do to relax? 
He had a long sit day. Sit in the sun. Sit in the sun. Close my eyes. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> if I, if, listen, I stopped yeah. taking naps because yeah. I typically get punched by a kid or something when I take a nap and then I get, I wake up obviously yeah. and I'm, I'm mad for a while. <laughs> yeah, so no, I'm no. doing that. You're done with that. Yeah. All right. All right. This is a two part question. Three and four. We touched on it a little bit. What's the most rewarding part of homeschooling? And then question four is going to be, what's the most difficult part of homeschooling? So what's the most rewarding part you think? Rewarding is our kids actually uh, being taught by us. Right. And them learning from us, you know, not, somebody, probably getting not somebody we don't know. Right. Um, and hoping for the best with that. And the most difficult part is um, alone time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're never yeah. alone. Yeah, that's you know, true. To get yeah. away and kind of, and our kids are old enough now to just kind of take off. Right. And, you know, I'll have the oldest one watch them and stuff, but it's, you know, when they were all little or when they were little, it was tough, tough like man. That. Yeah. Cause Especially for stuff. Yours are all within five, within what, a eight year span, maybe? Yeah. Eight or nine years. 13 to to six. 13 to six. So, yeah. All right. Question number five. What three albums are you bringing with you on the deserted island? Three albums? What's three albums or three songs or three artists? Your favorite three. You're on the deserted island. You only can bring three. Um, Kenny Chesney. He's got a lot of island songs, you know? (laughs) Okay. All right. Plus, he's my mom's cousin. No way. (laughs) Yeah. My mom's name is Carol Chesney. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so why haven't we had him show up at a fundraiser or something singing for Get you? Get him on the show. <laughs> um, are, you big, need... are you a big music guy or, or not nah, really? not really. Just you no. listen to whatever? So. I listen to whatever. I'm, so uh, Chesney and two other random ones, or do you got a second or third one? Oh, we need to get a little bit of Christian music in there. Okay. Uh, it's good Christian. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't Toby Mac. Okay, Toby he's Mac. Good. Oh, he's going, <laughs> he's going deep. My daughters just got then, introduced uh, to Toby Mac. Oh yeah, yeah. He does Last a good year. concert. Does he? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's okay, just go, let's we'll go just go with those two. Yeah. Um, what property do you try to buy when you're playing Monopoly, and why? Oh, Boardwalk because it just gets the most money. <laughs> but it's most rewarding when the kids hit it and the game's over, and you're like, "Gotcha!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's a good one. All right, uh, what books should everyone at least open up and read uh, outside of the Bible? What What's a good book you'd recommend to anyone to just say you should at least pick it up one time and check it out? It could be fiction, nonfiction, maybe something you read in the past that you found interesting. Mm, gosh, what's that marriage book that Matt? Uh, Moraga teaches love and respect, love and respect, read love, love and respect. respect. You know what? With marriage failing in this world, read yeah. love and respect. There and you go. It. I like it. Uh, number eight, we're almost through them. Uh, where's your favorite place to vacation in Michigan and why? Uh, probably Van Buren. Yeah. Cause oh. the water's beautiful. And oh, up there in like, South Haven. You feel like you're on vacation. Yeah. No, they've got Lake Michigan's gorgeous around mm-hmm. there. All right. You're jumping into your time machine. The flux capacitor is running. You got your DeLorean. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? Uh, go into the past. Okay. That's a, that's a consistent answer on here. Now, why go to the past? Uh, Cause over going to the future to see what's going on up there with your great, great. I mean, both would be interesting. Let's be honest, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the past would be kind of cool to see uh, kind of how they were. How they raised and grew up and stuff. And yeah, I don't really want to see the probably the future, what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number 10, last question. What is the most concerning issue facing state and federal politics today? In your opinion, uh, we went easy on nine of them and now you get the tough one. <laughs> 
Probably, uh, I mean, what's coming to the state issue, states now? I mean, with the Roe versus Wade issues, yep, going to be yep. laws on that because it's not, you know, it's not just cut and dry. We need to get to work on it because there are situations to where we need to get involved as a state and help some of these people. You get the, you know, the rape and incest situations yeah. where a young girl and we need to help them out. We need yeah. to, we need, you know what I mean? Those are the situations so where do you I think feel very state, strongly. Do you think the state has a, a, a an obligation to help them out or do you think it should be left to churches, charities, and nonprofits? Um, I think it's both, okay. to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, if a 13-year-old girl gets raped and is pregnant, I think there's got to be ways that we can help in those situations as a state. Okay. Well, that was, uh, <laughs> we really ended on a serious note there. Yeah, usually, you did. Usually it's light, but uh, yeah, that was Fresh 10. Y'all, can we kick that one more? All right, Paul, thanks for being here. Why don't you uh, throw out uh, maybe some social media websites people can get a hold of you? I'll make sure we link this up so when the show goes live, they can click on it and check it out. But throw it out there anyway for yeah, the listeners. Yeah, so voteperoni.com okay. is my website. And I'm on uh, Facebook. Same, you know, same name. Yeah. I'm on TikTok now. Oh, you, are Instagram. You, are you personally on TikTok or is it someone from your team's on TikTok? No, I'm personally on it. Now. No way. Yeah, yeah. I just posted my first video couple days ago. So it was funny because someone goes, are you guys on TikTok? I said, look at after like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Truth Social and Gab and Discord and all, you know, all these, uh, all these, I'm like, I'm done. I'm drawing the line at TikTok. I can't add another one. But you know, a lot of a lot of elected officials uh, do short little videos on TikTok. Yeah. Does, does really well for yeah, them. Yeah, so I'm I'm starting to do that. But let, let me be honest. If I'm out of politics, okay, <laughs> I would shut it all off. You shut it all down. All of it, <laughs> right? So it's just kind I of it's ter- I think it's terrible. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's it's. I'll tell you what though, it's it's a great way for constituents to reach out. It is. And, and, oh, it's great for them. for that. Like yeah. I, I feel it's great. You know, like I'm in a position. I answer a lot of questions. I get a lot of. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, cool. Not for me with the family. Well, Paul, thanks for uh, stopping by again. We appreciate you being on. It was cool learning a little bit more about you, letting people hear about you, and uh, I hope you do well. You got my vote in the uh, primary coming up in a few weeks here in Michigan. And uh, guys, for anyone listening, make sure you go check out it's voteperoni. Voteperoni.com. Voteperoni.com. We'll link it up. You can check him out. As always, we appreciate you guys leaving reviews, checking us out at dmwpodcast.com. God bless. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None of your biscuits.